Welcome to Beholder's Eye, Season 2. Evil is consuming the multiverse. Only the Chaos Quartet. Zalara of Sin Ilnor. Blessed of Shamhara. World protecting. Elven Druid Monk. Garen Kelso. Dimension hopping Vagabond. High Elf Bladesinger. APU Warforged Fighter. Mole Urzog. Cleric of Saint Allegis can save reality from utter destruction. All right, who wants to let us know what happened last episode? I can. Um, last episode, we continued to talk about how to go about gaining the ire of the Lady of Pain, and we actually figured it out. Um, we ended up uh, basically conning a bunch of people into starting a religion through uh, magic and trickery and kind of persuasiveness, um, which resulted in our goal of getting thrown into a labyrinth, which is not the best goal, if I'm being honest, and the secondary effect of other people disappearing and also many dustmen getting immolated. Um, so that was pretty much it. I think it was a wash, you know, for the day. <laughs> Um, you know, overall net good done, sure. Um, it will all be worth it in the end, I hope. That's right. So we'll start off where we left off. Um, so you're in the labyrinth. It's dark. You do see walls on either side that seem to be made of stone. Above you, though, as I mentioned last time, when you look up, it's like looking into nothing. It's um, not just black or dark. It's it's like staring out into the expanse of of space-time so as you are in this wall or excuse me in this uh labyrinth here you do hear uh, like wind blowing through at all points in time it seems to be sort of a light wind but hard enough to just kind of be annoying what do you guys do are we at the end of a hallway or you are at the end of the hallway so it's as if you would all just walk through a door except where the door should be is just a stone wall Okay. We uh, seem to have accomplished our goal. Seems that way. Indeed. Well, I guess we go forward. Um, it seems that's the only way, yes. Can I take a good look around and just try to get a sense of anything? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Go ahead and give me a, by a sense of anything, like, you just, just kind like, of a general, like... Get a feel for the place? Is there, like... Can I make out any doors or creatures or things in the hallway, or is it just completely like nothing's here other than the walls? You've got the walls. One interesting thing is you notice... Well, actually, you know what? Go ahead and give me a roll. Give me a perception... Well, investigation. Okay. I gave you both, but I'm way up for some reason. And you got the same thing on both. 15. That's hilarious. (laughs) <laughs> All right, so yeah, it works out either way. So you notice that the walls uh, in between where the, the uh, stone actually connects, like where the mortar should be, you notice there's not really uh, any mortar now. It's, it's almost like there's grass growing through it, as though this was taken from some other place and just slammed in here. But the roots to the um, uh, the, the roots to the grass is still somehow connected to whatever plane is on the other side and it's continuing to grow through this and with a 15 you also hear 
There's a loud noise that seems to be echoing down the hall. You didn't notice it at first over the sound of the wind, but as you're looking around trying to figure out what's going on, you do hear this large... It, it sounds like... Um, like if you've ever heard a... Like an old stone uh, wheel, um, like m- mill wheel, the sound mm-hmm. of it, like that stone, just the shh, shh, except it's very loud. And you're noticing, Zalara, also that um, you do kind of feel a little bit of a trembling in the ground itself um, as that sound happens. It's like a shh, and then you hear junk, shh, junk, shh. And do I feel any movement along with those sounds? You feel a little bit of vibration with that, yeah. Okay. Well, this is interesting. Ground seems to be moving, maybe? Hmm. The ground isn't usually supposed to move. Yes. I. We should, we should definitely never been stay before. together. I Yes, uh, staying together, I think, is the best thing we could ever do in here. I would hate to be lost forever in a labyrinth without uh, someone else. <laughs> I'm going to send dancing lights slowly down 120 feet just to see if there's something beyond our vision all right so you send that down 120 feet um and it does twinkle off the uh, the walls of the and the floor of the labyrinth as it goes down toward the end you do see what looks to be like just some movement in a doorway and that's about it you can't quite make out what it is but something large seems to be in front of the doorway, like um, moving in front of it on the other side. See, seeing the lights being generated, uh, APU's going to do his first spell ever. He's going to cast light on his shield, so he has like a spotlight ahead of us at all times. <laughs> That's awesome. And um, do you guys? I think everybody does. Everybody have dark vision, with the exception of APU. I think so. Yeah. I okay. yes, Mole has dark yeah. vision. I'm, I'm an elf. I see good. All right, cool. Um, yeah, Mole will start making his way forward because I think there's nothing else to do but to make his mm-hmm. way forward. All right, uh, you. I'm assuming you're all making your way. It's not just Mole going off by himself. Yeah, we, just, we thought we'd then go like 100 feet ahead and we'd just follow <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> Out, outside uh, of the splash zone, as they like to call it. <laughs> <laughs> Hang back, good 30, 40 feet. Yeah. All right. No, I, so, I would like to stealth along. I don't know if that's going to make any difference with the rest of the crew, but... Okay, we can try. Sure, let's do it. Um, <laughs> here we go. Like if we're seeing got- movement up ahead, I'd really rather not be like, hey, we're here. So, and, and I, I'd love to feel like Drayson again, so... Played out so well last time. Played out was disadvantage on stealth, right? Correct. It is. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's not bad. 12. 19. 24. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So um, actually, all of you are pretty stealthy. APU is making a little bit of noise, but not bad. But uh, Mole is just like chonk, 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 and it's just echoing off the stone walls. So um, That's why we're hey, 100 feet back. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm usually <laughs> trying to let people know that I'm there. You know, um, you can't you can't preach to people that don't approach you. So um, you don't want to stay hidden. <laughs> All right, everybody right. give me a uh, DC 15 con save. Oh, great. Um, That's a 19 from APU. Crit, uh, 28. 15. 
All right. So uh, it looks like uh, AP got a 19, 28 for Garen with a crit, and 15 for Moles. Lara, unfortunately, does have the uh, Constitution save fail there. So, um, yep. <laughs> Please don't let it be Necrophage again. No, no, no. It's not Necrophage. <laughs> it's just very simple. That's a lot of typing very simple, for very you just simple. Die. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you guys, as you're making your way forward, everybody starts hearing the uh, the sound that uh, that that sliding of like stone on stone, and then the like almost like chunk sound as something sets in place, and it's very rhythmic as it happens. Um, Zalara, as you're making your way through. Suddenly you start just thinking of all the death that uh, you've come across over your time, whether it was the monks of Termez who died at the hand of the, uh, the, the Red Hand, or whether it was, you know, your friend um, whose mother you blew up, or that young <laughs> man that you kissed as an elf who is surely dead at this point in time, plus the hundreds of people as you ran through... Um, as you ran through Kalimdor and you watched die at the hand of Tadoman, and you start wondering if you are the nexus of this evil, this this void, um, sort of this whirlpool of I, I fucked upness, um, and you're you're the center of it, and like everything is just attracted to you. So go ahead and take 19 points of psychic damage. <laughs> Ouch. <sighs> okay. Sam's not wondering, by the way. Sam knows that we are the nexus oh, of all of this. <laughs> um, all right, so you all make your way forward. As you get closer, um, you're able to see everyone except for APU and then eventually APU that there is a doorway in front of you. And that sound you heard is almost like there's a giant wheel there. And it sometimes will stop and cover up, be covered up. The, the doorway will go nowhere because the stone is on the other side. And then it stops for a moment, it spins, and then another doorway opens. And so this keeps happening very rhythmically. And every time it opens up, you see a different... Sometimes it looks like another room. Sometimes it looks like a different landscape in there. But it keeps turning. Um, so, yeah, what do you do? How long does it stop for? Six seconds. Okay. Well, I think we all have to go at once, yes? Otherwise, mm -hmm. we split. Or we get crushed. How wide is the doorway, Alex? Is it literally just like a normal doorway in a house? So it's one person would fit through at a time? or It's one person would fit through at a time, and most people are going to have to turn on their side to, to you know, slide through. Like, Ma uh, Magnar would have a lot of trouble with this door. Good thing he's not here. <laughs> yeah. Um, do we wait? For something that looks good, or do we just go into the next room? There's not much else left here for us. Um, if it's every six it's seconds, let, let's wait a bit and see if there's a pattern. Hmm. Mm. I didn't think of that. Um, APU is going to get out a random coin he has, cast light on that instead, and flick that through the doorway to see if the room is still the same room as it flips around. All right. Um, you flip it in there. It goes through its process. It opens up to another room. Um, this time you see a... It looks like a, a actually a field of grass. Um, and so it's not the same room. The, the room you threw the coin in looked more like... Almost like a, a, the back of a butcher shop or something. And this looks more like the green grass of a, a field. 
and then it spins again if you wait and you see yourself or you see out over like a large mesa and then you see it again and you see a cabin and then you see again and there's a minotaur who's on the other side he's got some it lo looks like mustache wax and he's like curling up a very pronounced mustache <laughs> with curls on the end <laughs> <laughs> and they seem to be just kind of in rotation so five so, total oh um let's see what else we mentioned the cabin the mesa and the grass and then the minotaur so that should be six right or no no that is, five. that is five in yeah. the butcher shop yeah butcher, that is five. grass mesa cabin minotaur and seeing we forgot about her for a substantial period last time uh did tanahano <laughs> get uh tanahano get teleported with us here yeah is she's she with here us? with you as well yep all um, right <laughs> A question I didn't think of posing before now. Um, we're in this labyrinth to get to the plane that the uh, tribunal is on. Tanahano, do you know what that plane looks like? Or what we're looking for? Because it seems like many doors meet, lead many places here. And we were told it's just a door in here. Um, no, I have no idea at all. I wish I had thought of this sooner. <laughs> One of these could just be the plane. It could just be a bakery in like that plane, <laughs> and we just don't know. Um, I love that idea. The tribunal's just like chilling at a coffee shop. <laughs> yeah, like, like it's just an eternal coffee shop, right? Um, it's the set of friends, and they're the friends. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, Central Perk. Only it's the center of literally everything. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. 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 Central Perk is their <laughs> plane. Um, Central Perk was the the center of the Friends universe for sure. Um, Absolutely. Well, um, what does the cabin look like as it passes? Um, you hear some like birds chirping. You see some sunlight shining through. It looks like a almost a stereotypical log cabin. It actually looks kind of you know nice in there. Um, you, it looks like it's probably something that like a hunter or a like a, a trapper is there because you see like some leathers and furs hanging up and things of that nature. Um, but yeah, that's that's what you see in there. Is anyone in there, or does it look like it's been lived in? It like, looks is there lived a fire in. going is there's okay. no fire going, but um, from what you can see, there's nothing to indicate that it it, it doesn't have the look of it being abandoned. Okay. So, I think the field of grass looks potentially the best. I have nothing to go off of for where a tribunal would be, but it seems like open spaces, maybe? Um, for the field of grass, um, since, since it's coming, you know, it, it seems like it's kind of rotating through a couple of them. Is that what we've determined? There's <laughs> the same the one? Um... With the field of grass, since it's an open field of grass, can we see anything in the distance from our vantage point in the field of grass? Because you said, like, one's into the back of, like, a shop and another thing is into a, what a you cabin. See, yeah, what you see here is it's a field of grass and then you see there is a cement pedestal in one area. Um, and it, it, you can see some other, it looks like almost like a, a sidewalk that seems to in a, a circle surround this pedestal, but it's probably, not probably, it, it's um, like 100 feet out from the center to the um, 
uh, to the the sidewalk itself. So the radius is 100 feet, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Interesting. I'm just imagining Mo now looking through those six seconds, getting like his protractor out and trying to get the angles to get measurements. Uh, well, uh, is the Minotaur, is he like in the, what looks like our labyrinth or is he? Yeah, he's what kind of uh, area is he in? He look, he's the one who looks like he's in um, your labyrinth still. I think we should stay in the labyrinth. And if we can make friends with a Minotaur, I know it's kind of meta, but not too bad, not too shabby. Um, I mean, we already have a Minotaur friend. Yeah, More but he's earlier. not trapped with us here in this in this labyrinth. Just think, because if we if we can only go through the door one at a time, whatever order we go through, the first person, it's five rounds between the next person going through a door. Mm-hmm. So whatever goes through, we've got to be sure we're committing everyone to it, and it's going to be a long time to go through. If well, we I would think we can get at least situation. two of us through. Six right? seconds is a long time to get through a door. I know a door that I don't have to struggle to get through. I can get through <laughs> in like less than a second. So even if I have to turn sideways to walk through this door, I think we can get all of us through in six seconds. There's only five of us. Or maybe we do it in two batches, you know? Um, but that assumes that it's two. the same time period every time. Oh, is, is his, well, the is Minotaur is still there. coin still in there? Whichever one he threw it in? Yeah, he threw it into the, the butcher, butcher room. Yeah, the butcher shop. And you do sit, still see it in there. Is it still okay. light as well? Because that spell only lasts for one hour. Well, it will last until... I don't know how long you guys are doing this. So if you're doing this Probably for more than an hour, then no. <laughs> um, I I think um, I would like to go through the door that leads to the Minotaur. Um, having somebody we could talk to would be useful in gaining some information, I think. Um, makes sense. That was my second choice, so sure. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. So, uh, what's what's the order you're going in? Uh, APU will be up front. Okay. And Mole will be right behind them. So we've got mm-hmm. Mole, APU. I'll go. Solara can go last. She's super fast, so... And the light will be back dash. on APU shield. Where, so where are we putting Tanahana? Tanahana, I think, should be between APU and Garen. Or, Mole and Garen. Your second. Okay. Sorry. So right in the middle. Mm-hmm. Protect yeah, probably the most powerful of us all. <laughs> so She's it's more APU, important than us, arguably. It's APU, Mole, Tanahano, Garen, and then Zalara, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, go ahead and... Let's see, APU will go first. APU, go ahead and give me a D6 roll. Okay. Slash D6. Five. Okay. Um, You see APU go through. He looks like he's standing on the other side. APU, I'll tell you what you see here in a second. Uh, Go ahead and then you go through, Mole. Um, And go ahead, give me a D6 roll. (sighs) One. could be good it could be less delay you actually end up going through first yeah it could could be anything it really could be anything all right so we got mole the next is going to be tanahano will she get a six tanahano got a six all right it is now karen got a one as well and then zalara 1d6 five okay all right so it's a really weird spread it really is all right so what happens is um Let's see. Five is APU and Zalara. And then one is Garen and Mole, right? Mm-hmm. Wow. I didn't expect that to happen, but okay. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> um, 
expected a little more diversity there. So um, you all step into the room. Hey y'all, Kim here. We have some exciting new things over on our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash beholders iPod. There's things like Behold the Lore that Alex will tell you more about what's going on on the Great Isle and some of the backstory of things that have happened. Some painting tutorials from Sam that make those lovely little minis just pop with color and original artwork from Ben, who has done all of the artwork on our site and our Patreon. And we'll have some general role-playing and TTRPG discussions and a lot of other whatever we can come up with. Uh, it's a lot of really good content, and I highly encourage you to head over to patreon.com forward slash beholders iPod. And now, back to your schedule regular program. You see the Minotaur standing there with his just glorious mustache that he's twirling. He's dressed in extremely elegant finery, but it is clearly built for combat um, as well as elegance. He's got a large battle axe in his hand. Um, his eyes kind of have a fire to them that lets you know that this is not a uh, just normal humanoid. This is a being with some kind of supernatural power. And he says, hello. I am Turgar Finnelfist. Welcome. I'm sorry, what? Turgar Tur fin Finnelfist. Okay, Finnelfist. Got it. Yes, you should you should cower in terror at that name. Hey. I, yes. I cower in terror at the magnificence of your mustache. It Boy, is truly you. a sight to behold, and I have seen many things. Yes, when I made my deal for the power, part of the deal was this magnificent mustache. <laughs> to let all Minotaurs know that I am the true God Emperor of the Minotaurs. That is quite a title. Then we Congratulations. Are... Yes, we are quite lucky to meet you. I was not expecting to find somebody so important here. Well, it was my, my price for the infinite power I got. So, you know, my, I got infinite power on my world until the end of time. And then once time ended, then I had to come back to the beginning and do my penance staying here in the labyrinth until time ends again. How many times does it end? Time. Uh, that, that's not really a that's not really a concept that makes a lot of sense. It just is. There's an ending. It's kind of okay. wibbly wobbly. I get Interesting. it. Interesting. <laughs> so, so oh, anyway, yes, I'm very sorry to do this, but um, I, 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 I have to challenge you all. To like to a, a drinking contest? Um, no. More like a... I could drink. I could win a drinking contest. A hugging duel. <laughs> <laughs> Staring competition. More like um, hide and seek. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Um, so, so you go and hide, and we come find you. No. The other. So way. what happens? What happens at the end of the seeking? Well, what will happen is I will kill you, and then mm. you will come back here after you experience a horrific death, and then I will kill you again. So why the hiding and seeking? Why not just fight here? Because this way I get to do it twice, and also I'm uh, I'm really bored. Mm. I can mm. imagine, yes. 
Um, how how about in trade <laughs> for not brutally murdering us? Uh, we provide you some entertainment. You know, I have you know, a dice game, and some of us are excellent conversationalists. Mm, and he like strokes his his little minotaur face there and twirls his mustache. And he says, "No, I don't think so. No, I don't think so at all." So, all right, ready? And he puts his hands what? over his eyes. Are there what? any good hiding spots? Places you would recommend? Oh, you will you will end up where you end up. I will eventually find you. Don't worry. And then he puts um, his hands over his eyes and he says, one, two, I start nine, running. Three. How many do we count to? Four. Stop interrupting me. Five. <laughs> six, <laughs> six, seven. I run. Uh, I'm eight, following I'm Garen, I guess. Yeah. I nine. Ten. Uh, As he hits the runner with us. <laughs> she yes, she's like flying along. Um, as you guys are running down the corridors, suddenly a wall of light opens up like right in front of where you're stepping, and you step through. And so we will find that Garen and it's Mole, right? Yeah, Garen and Mole are in the cabin with the leathers, and then we see APU and Zalara are standing on a uh, cement pedestal. Like I said, it was surrounded by grass. Now, one thing you will notice on the other side of it is on the actual um, uh, sidewalk itself, there is a small child that's screaming out in pain or screaming out in terror as it's about to be eaten by a wolf. APU, you will also notice that there is a sign posted in the grass that says, by ordinance of Grand Lord Tinky Bottom, thou shalt not walketh on the grassless, nor shalt thou standeth, tiptoeth, jumpeth, hoppeth, or any other such variationeth on the grasseth. It's amazing being able to read an accent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, that's what I always very, get very when well I see done. an umlaut in, in a word. I'm like, that's the voice. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what I want everybody to do is go ahead and give me an initiative roll. 14. 7. 20 for APU. 16 for Zalara. Okay, so we'll start off with APU because um, he rolled a 20. So the way this is going to work is this will be a skill challenge. You get one attempt um, per turn. It's best two out of three um, you know, per person to, to do this. So... Um, Actually, wait, no, there's two of you there. So let's do uh, best best five out of six. DC, DC uh, 13. APU. You see a child screaming for help as a wolf's about to eat them. And you see a very clear law right in front of you telling you that you cannot get to them in the most straight line way possible. Okay. Um, can I use my longbow to try and shoot the wolf? Um, yeah, go ahead. Give me an athletics on that. Yeah, that's actually better than my attack modifier for the longbow. <laughs> that's a 22. Okay, so you do fire off an arrow, and it makes the wolf go... All right, Zalara, it's now your turn. <laughs> um, I don't see anybody specifically to hide from. It's just that you can't walk on the grass. Correct. It's not like I just need to stealth my way. Um... Presuming that some magical something is monitoring the actual grass impact. Um. Oh, hey, I have a heavy crossbow. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. Y I don't know what that. you want me to 
I've had it for a long time. A long time. Um, oh, wait, no, you had him not do an attack. What did you have him do? Athletics. Oh, that's even worse. Four. All right, you raise your crossbow, and just as you're, <laughs> if you're channeling Rosie with Carl, you miss wildly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll cut back to the cabin now. And Maybe I should use my longbow instead. In the... <laughs> In the cabin, you guys see the leathers that are hanging up. Like I said, it seems very peaceful outside. There's some nice spring, uh, spring sun coming through. You could even tell from the uh, there's actually glass windows in here. You could tell from the dew on the windows that it's a nice spring day outside. Um, looking at the leathers, though, as you look at them, you realize that these are not leathers of creatures, but leathers <laughs> of humanoids hanging up. You're pretty sure you even see some of the like leather, like leather faces of some people um, there, and then suddenly they start floating. One of them starts floating, then all of them start floating off their their hooks, and they go, "Let's see." And then they they say, "Make us whole, make us feel like a person again." So that is Mole's turn. Um, I don't like this. Um, let's see. Is there a thing I can do? Remove curse. No, remove curse wouldn't help, I don't think. Um, I don't want them to touch me, if I'm being honest. Um, <laughs> what, what can I do to avoid them touching me? Can, like, I... Do we have much room for maneuvering? Um, or... Yeah, I mean the the, the cabin's fairly wide. It, it's very nice, very large. Um, I mean, it's, for a cabin, it's you would think of it as a nice nice home. Uh, it's about fourteen hundred feet, so just one a one room open cabin. Wow. Hmm. Well, that's massive. Okay. Um. You know what I'll do? I will spend um my stuff. I'll use my action and my bonus action to cast uh to to do the you know classic saint elegian thing i'm gonna cast sanctuary on both of us um because that seems like a good idea so in order for them to make an attack or harmful spell they must first make a wisdom saving throw dc 17 against us and i think that's what mole will lead with Okay. Because that, that's going to be useful for the next minute, I think. Okay. So as they're coming, are they, are they, do they look like they're coming to towards us? Or are they just kind of floating off the walls? They're like floating or off the it? walls. They're definitely coming toward you, whether or not okay. it's aggressive. Um, so make us whole. My assumption as a player is they're going to try and wrap themselves around us. They're going to try and be people again by having <laughs> us wear their skin. I'm going to pull out my, what was what my instrument called? I don't remember. I just used it last time, but Sitol, is that right? Yeah, you're Sitol. That, that sounds right. Yeah, that yeah. sounds right. Okay. Can't see it, but, um, and I'm going to sing and play a song about coming together. Oh, that's fun. Right now? Over me? <laughs> Over me, yeah. Well, I, I, I will leave out the over me part. Um, just oh, come okay. together right now. <laughs> yeah, okay. like you just kind of ad lib in like over you and that sort over of you. thing and yeah. just hope nobody notices the difference. All right, go ahead and give me a... Uh, it's a 13. All right, you barely made it. The um, <laughs> um, the, the 
leather skin flaps um, all started. <laughs> so gross, Um You're the worst, the, Alex. The worst. <laughs> all the uh, the leathery skin starts coming together, floating in the air, almost dancing to your music as if it is some macabre Disney musical. You're the you know princess who's about to fall asleep and be rescued. Like, you know, a little bluebird dancing on your shoulder, except it's a, a little patch of skin bird who was a person. <laughs> All right, so we're going to... <laughs> you see, like, a foreskin on your shoulder. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Oh, wow. <laughs> I had to say it. I'm sorry, had to share that with the world. <laughs> so, okay. So we've got one success there. Um, you know, Mole took an action. It wasn't really a skill action, though. Um, so religion. we got, in both cases, we've got one success and one failure. Um, <laughs> so let's go down to Turgor Finalfist's turn. So let's find out where he goes first. And R1D6. A six. So you guys don't have to worry about him right now. Tanahano does. All right. We're going to go around to the top of the horn again. It is now APU's turn. Could I use perception to try and see a way to get to the child without breaking any of the rules on the um, the sign? Go ahead and give me a perception roll. 22. You're pretty sure that given where the sign is placed... If you or somebody who has better jumping ability than you can actually vault vault themselves off the top of the the sign itself, you'll be able to then make it to the other side. Um, but you're gonna have to have some good jumping power, or if you have some magic that you can just fly over yeah. there. And um, with that, like seeing that, I'll turn to Zalara. Zalara, could you jump onto the sign? I I mean. Sure, I can try. Go ahead and give me an athletics roll, Zalara. Oh, not acrobatics? Or acrobatics. We can For work, jumping? Yeah. Mm, I have a better shot with that. 25. <laughs> All right. Zalara lands on the sign. She's able to use the force of gravity to bounce off the top of the sign. Uh, what, what kind of awesome flips do you do as you land on the sidewalk? Oh, like a triple tuck. And then I just land and do like the... Um, uh, when they they uh, like dismount from the the bar beam or whatever, like that little like hands in the air, chest out, yeah, that I do that. Yeah, you, you got a tight triple <laughs> axle in there. Mm-hmm. That was to the sign was the triple axle, and then it was a tuck jump to get off. Nice. Um, triple <laughs> axle was the only gymnastics thing I could think of off the top of my head. So, so we've got uh, three successes. One failure for Team Zalara and APU. Now let's go over to um, the disturbing Disney picture we have. And <laughs> so um, we, we cut back there. Um, they're all playing. <laughs> they're all dancing with your uh, <clears throat> to your music about coming together. It is now your turn, Mole. Oh. oh. Um. The, the, does it look like there's a definable way like out of here? Like there's a door out the front of the cabin? It looks like you could, yeah. Um, I I think now that we've distracted them with song, um, I'm gonna try and move my way out to try and get out of this cabin because I 
what, what what's behind us? Like the the we obviously appeared here in front. Is there just a door behind us or a wall or? No, you're in the middle of a room. Um, okay. There's a bed in here. You've got, like I said, the, the leather's hanging up. There is a fireplace. It's not been lit, though you mm-hmm. can tell from the way the fire looks, it's not been a long time since it has been lit. Um, and then you've got one room to the front leading out to a nice wooden porch. Yeah, I think I'm going to try and maneuver my way out to the nice wood porch, kind of, you know, if they're all dancing and stuff like that, just kind of a- try and avoid them. Um, you know, all of these uh, flesh puppets just kind of moving around. As I see Mole looking like he's terrified and wants to get out, can I say something to him? Mm-hmm. I'm not, Mole is not terrified. I just think Mole doesn't want to be in this room. Um, Sam d- wouldn't want to be in this room. Um, I think most reasonable people wouldn't want to be in that room. <laughs> Even if Garen is, uh, uh, you know, snow whiting their way into these, uh, the hearts of all of these, uh, we'll say woodland creatures. But Mole, it's a puzzle in a labyrinth. We have to solve this before we move on. Perhaps you could talk to them. Okay. Well. Make them feel like a person again, or people, or whatever. I... I'll say that in our heads, not not in oh. real life. I or... didn't think about it that way. Thank you, Garen, for reminding me that I am a reforger. Let me reforge them. Um, and, yeah. What's the best way to tell them about being a person? Oh, um, I want to make them feel like a person feels. So I'm going to, Sam can't come up with a, a great thing, but um, I'm sure Mole would have a, a spiel about, you know, reforging the hearts of men and uh, that sort of thing. You know, something something inspiring, you know, that, that sort of stuff to, to try and, you know, uh, uh, get something in the hearts of masses to pull them towards uh, Saint Allegis. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just kind of d- talking about, you know, talking about being a better person, you know, because Mole views that that's the, you know, best way to be a person is to strive to be a better person. So he's going to literally proselytize to these, uh, to, to, the, to these, these hides about being a better person. Um, give me a, then give me a, uh, I would say a performance check for that. Uh, sounds great. Um, 14. All right. All right. They, after jamming out to the music, um, they, these things kind of stop in the air and start listening to you. You know, if they had heads, they'd be nodding along, but it's more just like, you know, the f- top fold is just kind of nodding itself up and down. <laughs> All right. It's your turn, Garen. So right now we've got um, two successes, one failure. Hmm. So are the the hides are they forming like a person or are they forming multiple people? It's like they're some of them are starting to come together almost like they are trying to form a person. Okay. I don't have a high medicine, but can I like sew their hides together or with yeah. medicine? Um, um yeah, if you want to use medicine for that. Yeah. Unless there's a sleight of hand is better, but I don't know. I can even do sleight of hand for that because it is about the sewing, the okay. dexterity there. It's marginally better. <laughs> um, 21. Much better. All right. So you start sewing them together. And as you do, they start singing uh, in their own skin sort of way where it's almost like a vibration you're feeling as they're very excited 
and like the hairs on their skin is the, rising. Yeah, all the hairs on their goose skin flesh. is rising. You, you want to see a bunch of goose flesh pop up, um, and they start forming almost this shell of a body. All right, so we both had three successes, one failure. Um, one d six to find out where Turog goes. A two, which once again, neither one of you are at. So then we will go around to the top of the turn order again to APU. Um. APU doesn't have tons of skills, so it's really hard to try and figure out a good thing to do. Skill monkeys are great. I should the ones I haven't used are insight and intimidation. I don't think I can... You can intimidate Intimidate the grass. I'm not stepping on you. (laughs) You know, one can't step on grass if there is no longer grass. Maybe you could just destroy the grass (laughs) and then go and step on the bare ground. I'll try and intimidate the wolf. I think it's going to be easier to intimidate the wolf than the grass. <laughs> you don't know. So, Good call. <laughs> Even nine. the grass screams if you step on it. <laughs> All right, you're you're far away, and you start yelling at it, and then, but you're so far away that your metal voice just kind of sounds like a "Hi, stop it! I'm APU from a distance." <laughs> um, and so the wolf just kind of goes. <laughs> um, so it's your turn, Zalar. Okay, so I'm on the sidewalk now. Mm-hmm. Okay. You got a snickering wolf in front um, of you and a child. Okay. I interpose myself between the wolf and the child, and I... Oh, actually, can I entangle the wolf now that I'm here? What skill would that be? That's right, we're doing skill check, not spells. Um, can I it, use animal sh- handling? And try yeah. to, like, get it off the child. Yeah. 14. Okay, so you're, you're talking to the wolf who's been injured. You see it has a little bit of a sense of humor because it was laughing at APU's silly voice. And um, you're able to talk it back off of the child, at least for now. So that puts you at four successes, two failures. And we will go back to the cabin. Okay. Um. So what I was thinking... I'm looking for it here on my character sheet to see. Um, yeah. Um, so I creation. Oh, that's weapons or armor. Okay. Um, so I was thinking a good way to make them feel more like a person would to make it so that they can easily take the form of a person. Um, I would like to try and use the spell fabricate in order to, so I can make, are are there any sort of like materials in here? Is there any sort of wood or anything like that? Like, is there, are there some like, uh, cause you said like, there's like a fireplace and stuff. Would there be like wood there for that? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, uh, you convert raw materials, um, of the same material into something less than a contained within a 10 foot cube so i would like to use the spell fabricate to magically transform some of that wood into a mannequin so that some of these hides can one of these hides at least can like form itself around it if that makes sense yeah so that like does. Um, so go ahead and, and, you know, this is what we should have done before. Go ahead. Give me an arcana check with this because you're thinking okay. of a new way of using the spell. Right. Like, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, oh, arcana. I'm so bad at that. So let's do that. Oh, that's a two. <laughs> that's so bad. 
Oh, oh wow. You guys, you guys, it's a great idea, but it, it just keeps falling apart every time oh. you try and put it together. Oh, that was a great idea, but damn. Can I not roll that? <laughs> <laughs> a two. All right, Garen, what are you doing? Is there a mirror in here? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, I was going to do Arcana, like I use a spell as well, but um, since he already did that. Okay, I love that. Oh, okay. Um, so I want to kind of turn turn the creature and like towards the mirror, and I want to use minor illusion to kind of like spruce up its image, make it look a little more whole, um, make make it look like it's uh, not flapping skin. Um, all right, twenty five. Twenty five. All right. Okay. So you do that, um, and it definitely seems to be very happy. All right, so on this turn, we see that I rolled a five and Turog, or excuse me, Turgor, Fennelfist, appears in front of Zalara on the other side of the kid. And that's where we'll call this episode. Thanks for listening to Beholder's Eye Season 2, Episode 53, Dance, Magic Dance. If you like what you heard, please give us a five-star review wherever you listen to our podcast. If you'd like to support us further, please visit our Patreon at patreon.com slash beholdersipod. Please check us out at beholdersipod on Twitter or on our website, beholderseyecast.com. Follow Kim, who plays Zolara and Rosie at Metzgirl. Ryan, who plays APU and Usk at DuffDuffTheThird. Ben, who plays Garen and Drathan at Miro4D2. Sam, who plays Mole and Lynn at Samzalot007. And Alex, our DM, at Alex the DMBE. Editing by Sam Canary. Musical and effects editing by Ben Floyd. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. All music from filmmusic.io. Thinking Music, Decline, Oppressive Gloom, Gagool, River of Io, Long Note 4, Curse of the Scarab, and Our Story Begins. All by Kevin McLeod and Competech.com. Licensed under creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 4.0 sound effects by zapsplat.com <laughs> <laughs>